0: Welcome to America's Top Rebitons. May this class be for Rafu Shalema, for Rahel, Batsion, and Sahila. I'm happy to have on today's show Rabbits and Mimi David. Rebbitzin Mimi is the Director of Women's Education for Aish Hatara of St. Louis, and she's also a college teacher and a dating coach. She writes a weekly Shabbos email that is read by over 275 women, and she hosts a monthly Hala club that is standing room only. Those are very important and active roles. Please tell us more about yourself and what you do. Hi, it's great to be here. A little bit about my background. I'm originally
1: from New York. I grew up there, but since my husband and I got married 26 years ago, we've lived all over. We lived in Israel. We lived in Cincinnati. We lived in Memphis, and we've been in St. Louis for over 14 years. We love the Midwest. It's where we call home, except for Israel. It's our home away from home, I guess. Uh, We have seven kids, and two of them are married. Uh, we have a grandson, which is like know. the fun thing in the entire world, um, and that's a little bit about my personal life. So my family's still in New York, and we live in the Midwest. And I'm really busy. I've been involved with Jewish education of women and of girls for over 20 years, and um, I, I have I have education parts in all in all types of the world. So I have women that I educate, that I learn with, that I teach that are not. Observant, they're secular. They, you know, they're they're coming from much less of a background, and then I also have women that I teach that are, you know, graduates of an Orthodox girls' learning system. So, um, you know, it's across the board, and for me, it's so much fun because I get to be in a lot of different places and be exposed to all kinds of women, all
0: kinds of backgrounds. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's beautiful. (laughs) And I know actually speaking of women, I know that one thing you feel very strongly about is that women need to be proud of being women and not feel that they are in any way inferior to men. And I totally agree. You believe that a woman can be independent and strong while at the same time be feminine. So I wanted to see if you can please tell us more about this concept and also why you feel so strongly about it. Okay, that's a great question. Um, I feel really strongly about it because I think the world
1: today is very confusing. Um, I think that not only do we have this push to maybe be more like men, I think it's even a little worse than that. There is an attitude that women need to kind of neutralize their femininity and um, be almost parive, you know, like nothing. Neither men nor women just blobs. I don't have a better word for it. Um, and I understand that there's people who have struggles with their gender and all that. And I'm not even going there. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about women who are women and understand that they're women, but they kind of get this confusing message that maybe they need to neutralize their gender a bit uh, t- to you know make things less black and white between the genders. Um, And I think that's very confusing at best. And I think it's almost insulting at worst, like a woman should be a woman and she should be proud to be a woman and she should be proud to be feminine. And it should be something that is looked at as an advantage and a wonderful thing and a strength. Um, But at the same time, that does not mean that she can't be independent and it does not mean that she can't be strong and that she can't be capable the two are totally not mutually exclusive. Like You could be the most capable, independent, successful woman and at the same time you can be so feminine and have all these amazing feminine strengths. And I feel like there is a mission for me or people to get out there and tell women, like you don't have to become less feminine in order to be capable. You don't have to be less feminine to to live in this world. You can do both. And they're both uh, incredible and I know hundreds, if not thousands of women who do both, you know, they're really capable, they're really independent, they're really successful, they're CEOs, and they're, uh, you know, doing incredible things, they're, you know, really active in the health, health world, or they're tremendous educators. And at the same time, they're also feminine, and they have that, that feminine side, I have a friend who coined the term feminism. Okay, so it's it's belief in the feminine, and let's make that a thing, and let's be proud of it.
0: I like that feminism. I like that. <laughs> it's very yeah. to the point. It's exactly what we, what you're trying to the message you're trying to convey to women. It's perfect. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and also along those lines, another aspect that I know that you very much believe in is women embracing their femininity and recognizing their God-given strengths specific for females. I mean, it's so true that Hashem, that God gave women so many incredible strengths that that are unique specifically to women that men don't necessarily have. And I want to see if maybe you could please talk to us about some of the unique strengths you feel that women have and also how women can use those strengths to nurture their families and their relationships. I love that question.
1: I love this topic. Um, I've given so many classes on it, and it really is empowering. And I feel like we need to like yell this to the world. Um, So the Torah absolutely tells us how a woman should, what women's strengths are, and how a woman should be proud of herself, um, and how God created us, and where, where we see it most is at the first woman. Now go back to creation of Chava, the creation of Eve, and you can see all these incredible strengths that were God given that Hashem put into women forever uh, in the creation of Chaba. So I'll share a couple of them that really speak to me. And um, obviously everybody can take these and apply them in their own life, in their own way. Uh, But they're just things that I think are really cool. So um, first of all, if you look at how man was created, Adam, Adam was created, he was created from earth. He was created from cold, unfeeling earth. And it's not a negative, it's just a way that the personality of men Um, developed as a result. Whereas women were created from a warm feeling body. Uh, They were created from someone else that was already alive. So just by nature, like our DNA from the beginning is coming from a different place. Uh, Men, and and of course I'm generalizing, okay? There's always going to be a mix, especially because Adam was created by God. Eve was created by God. But nowadays, Since then, human beings are created from God and two other human beings. So people are a little bit more of a mix, but generally we see that uh, women are more warm. They're more compassionate. uh, They're more emotionally in tune. And it's not a, it's not a random thing. It's from the way we were created. We were created from a warm feeling body and it makes us naturally more that way. So I think that's just so cool. Um, and, I, you know, I have to really like give a little caveat here, which is that being feminine doesn't necessarily mean being girly like it doesn't mean being like frilly and pink. I'm feminine, but I'm not frilly and pink at all. So, <laughs> uh, so they're not. That's not what we mean. We mean using these God-given strengths. So, one of them is to be more uh, warm and compassionate. And obviously, there are men who are warm and compassionate too. But women, general, naturally, um, and in a more general sense, uh, do this very well. We we feel we we in, we have that emotional IQ that we can understand feelings uh, in a more natural quicker way than men sometimes. Um, so that's one idea that I love. Another idea that I love is if you look at the wording in the Torah, when Hashem created Chava, when he created Eve, uh, the word that he uses is strange. It says Vayiven es esaisha. Now va'iven literally means and he built the woman. And that's a strange way to say that a body, human being was being formed. You wouldn't call it a, a, a building kind of action. Um, and the commentaries tell us that Vayivin has the same root, the same charge as the word Bina. And Bina is a kind of intelligence that is, is particularly feminine. Bina is what we call intuition. Bina is that like understanding something without it being said. I right. just get it. You know, and I think mothers use this a lot. Uh, you know, your kid comes home from school and he's really, really upset and throwing, I had this with one of my children, um, and throwing things and he would come home like really miserable. And you are you know, you could, the first nature might be to like blame the teachers, blame the school, something. But as a woman, I was able to figure out that there was something else or to look for something else going on. And I started to notice, my son was three when this was happening, um, I started to notice that when he would come in about 10 minutes after that, he would make a beeline for the bathroom. And it turns out that he really needed the bathroom at the end of the day. It wasn't on the school schedule to go then. And because he was desperate by the time he came home, he came home in a rotten mood. But... It took that intuition to say, there's more to this story. It isn't just what I'm seeing. I have, you know, I'm, I'm going to dig a little deeper. And intuition, I think, is is what why we have such close relationships with our friends. You know, you meet a friend and you say, hey, hey, how you doing? And she's like, I'm all right. So sometimes to a, a male type of personality, I'm all right means I'm all right. That's what she said. Yes. But a woman knows like this, you know, it's, it's so Obvious to us that I'm all right does not mean she's all right. It means <laughs> something's going on. For sure. And that's a female intuition. And Hashem created us like that. It's, it's part of our DNA. We were wired to be uh, that, that, you know, we pick things up, we read between the lines um, really well. And, and I think that's a really cool thing. Um, as a wife too, as a wife too, it's really good to have this power or this strength where you, know, you're, you can tell when something's going on with your husband and he doesn't even have to say anything. You just know that something's going on. You know he's struggling with something or, or you know he's overwhelmed or maybe stressed and you just know it without him saying a word because you can pick up on these things because you're female, because you're feminine. And that's really, really cool. Um, do we have time for another one? Sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. Okay. So another one that I love is the fact that the woman was created from the rib. Yes. Right? We know that there's different, different opinions, but everybody agrees that the rib is where uh, the whole thing started to create a woman. And what that also shows us in terms of the strength, the feminine strengths of women, is that we have a tendency, we have a natural tendency to be internal kinds of beings, um, to have a whole internal world that is so deep and that is so uh, diverse and immense that other people might not even know about Uh, we come from something that's covered up we come from something that's deep inside us that nobody ever sees i hope um because ribs are just this part that's never it's never shown to the world and what it gives us is a whole value a whole world that's beneath the surface and to me that's like incredibly feminine. It's incredibly feminine to be what you see is not what you get. Um, There's much more to me and you have to get to know me in order to get to that. And you have to get to know me and there's different levels of getting to know me depending on my relationships. So um, this whole internal world with with personality and depth is a very feminine thing. Um, Men are much more this is who I am, what you see is who I am. They also have an internal world, but it's not the same as women. Um, And it's not the same richness and depth as women in that way. And I'm not saying that men are not rich and deep, they are. And women and men are equally important. Their richness and their depth is more um, open though. It's more easily accessed where ours
0: is, you kind of have to dig, you have to get to know the person. It's, it's, It's there underneath everything. And I think that's so beautiful that, that what you see is definitely not what you get you know, with a woman. There's more. There's a layers like an onion, like peeling the layers of an onion. You get to know the person over time more and more and more and more. And then you really get to the to the essence of the person. Exactly. Exactly. Um,
1: and there's a last idea, you know, if you want to throw it out there also, which is um, a, a female in Hebrew is called a nakeva. Nakeva is female. Zachar is male, and Nakeva is female. And Nakeva actually comes from the root nakev. A nakev is a cavity. It's uh, uh like a cave. <laughs> actually, maybe the word cave comes from that. I always wonder about these English words. Yeah. Um, so a, a cavity that can be filled. And this is the this is the idea. It has become very popular. I think because of the book, uh, the, the Empowered Wife, it has been very um, popular to talk about being a warm receiver. Being a warm receiver is a really, really important feminine Aspect. It's um, really, it it is like taking our femininity and actualizing it. Uh, But it came from the Torah. It didn't come from uh, the, you know, the empowered wife, Laura Doyle. It came from the Torah much before that, because a Nikeva, a female, means she's someone who who receives. She's someone who has a cavity, not a cavity that's a, a negative, but a cavity that's waiting to be filled. And I think this idea is so important when it comes to relationships and particularly intimacy. Um, Hashem created women to be receivers. Hashem created us that in the intimate relationship, whether we're talking about emotional intimacy and also um, physical intimacy, the woman is the receiver. She's the one who, um, who who is taken care of by her husband. And it's not a negative. That doesn't mean she's not strong and powerful and independent. She is. But in intimacy, she's a receiver. And the husband makes her feel good. And the husband takes care of her. And that's actually a good thing. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of feminine strength. Um, And so I have to tell you, as a dating coach, this is a really big thing yes. because I work with clients all the time who are really capable and really amazing girls and they women and they are doing unbelievable things and they're advanced in careers and they are uh, smart and they're really just on top of things and sometimes they have to remember that. But in order to have a happy marriage of intimacy, I have to take that a little bit of a step back and let him give to me and let him make me feel good. And, um, and it comes up a lot. And I try to work with my clients to, Um, and with Hashem's help, I've really seen a lot of success working with this to remind them, like, let him take you out, let him wine and dine you. That's good. It doesn't let him buy you a drink and, and make sure you're warm and take care of you on the date. That doesn't mean that you're less strong or
0: less capable. It just means you're feminine and feminine is beautiful. That is beautiful. And I really like that concept because I feel like as women, we always want to try to do everything. We want to be in control. We want to make sure that everything is done to our way, to our specifications. And that kind of mentality sometimes makes it difficult for us to receive from somebody who may not be doing it our way. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. A lot of times um, women are today, especially
1: are in control and control is important when that's your area where you're supposed to be controlling when it comes to, let's say, you know, whatever areas of, of the home or the relationship is, is, is important for the women to be controlling. Like I do the laundry and that's fine. That's my area of control, but control also has its place. And in, in a close relationship with a spouse, we want to have no control. We want it to be, uh, let him help me and let me help him. And it's a, it's a, we both have our roles.
0: Very nice. I, I like the way that you said, and I think, I think that's a very, very key point just to be open to the receiving. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Um, so I love it when my guests tell stories of inspiration that come from the work that they do. Um, So I was wondering if maybe you could please share with us a story or two either about yourself personally or maybe about a woman or some women that you worked with who have used the characteristics that we've been talking about independence femininity strength to grow and shine in her life. Sure. Okay. So I
1: want to share two stories. I want to share one story. That's a personal story about my grandmother and her, her as my role model. And then I'd like to share a story of clients of mine that I worked with that was dating and how that played out. Um, so the story of my grandmother goes like this, my, my grandparents, all four of them were Holocaust survivors. So I grew up with the Holocaust as like our, you know, bedtime stories, unfortunately, not, not, you know, not exactly, but, I heard a lot about it. And my grandmother, my father's mother, uh, was a very strong, independent, smart woman. Uh, She knew five or six different languages. She came to America without any English and taught herself English, listening to the radio. You know, she forced herself to to acclimate. Um, She rebuilt after the Holocaust, which was in and of itself an incredible thing. But I want to share one particular story. She had many, many uh, that happened to her during the Holocaust that I think is um, particularly uh, relevant to this topic. And personally, for me, really shows why my grandmother was my role model. So my grandmother was in a work camp. She was, it wasn't, it was not a concentration camp, but it was also pretty bad. Um, and it was a labor camp. And, um, and one day she was invited by one of her friends to come work in the dining room for the Nazi officers. Um, The way it worked was the Nazi officers, they would eat their meals in this dining room and they had to have waitresses who served the food. Um, And being a waitress was a really cushy job for somebody in the labor camp because you had access to food. So it was absolutely a great job to have. But the Nazis were very particular who they had to serve them. They only chose pretty girls. OK, they like to have the girls that were pretty because that's who they want to look at when they were eating. Of course, uh, Obviously, the story is terrible on so many levels, but that's part of it. OK, so my grandmother got chosen. She was chosen to have this job. Um, and that was great. It was a great it was a great opportunity because it meant she was going to be more. You know, she'd, ha- she'd have more access to food. Uh, so she showed up on the first day in the dining room and they told her the officers there told her, take off your yellow star. Okay, so all these girls had to wear yellow stars when they were walking around in the camp. But in the dining room, these Nazi pigs, I don't have a nicer word for it, they didn't want to be reminded that these pretty girls were actually Jewish. Yeah. So they told them that when you work in the dining room, you need to take off your star. And my grandmother said, Absolutely not. She said, I'm not taking off my star, I'm a Jew. I'm a Jewish girl in this room. I'm a Jewish girl when I walk around through the ghetto and or through the work camp. And if I have to be a Jew out there, I'm a Jew in here as well. Now, she put her life on the line, right? We're talking sure. about yes. Nazi officers who could have just said, get rid of her. Yes. And a miracle happened and they didn't. Uh, the story goes that they took, there were pitchers of ice water on the tables and they took the pitchers and they dumped them on her head and they told you to get out of here and don't come back. But to me, that moment where my grandmother said, I am a Jew, and I'm a Jewish woman, and no matter what you do, you're not going to take that away from me, and I'm going to stand up for that. To me, that is the most incredible moment of you know, defining who she is and, um, and who she, you know, what she is, and being feminine and being strong all at the same time. And that's why my grandmother was my role model. Here she was putting herself in danger for something that she believed in, which is really, really strong. Yes. But at the same time, she was doing it as a woman, yes. as a female saying, this is who I am. And you're never going to take that away from me. It's so beautiful. So, yeah. yeah, so that's my grandmother who really uh, gave me a lot, a lot to live up to uh, in my life. Um, and just a personal story, I had a client that I was working with that I was dating. And this client of all my clients is was probably the most successful capable I've ever met. I mean, super bright and talented and successful and and really just doing a lot of really cool things in her life and dating for somebody like this sometimes was a bit of a downer because she felt like she knew more and was more successful than the guy and um and often she dated before she met me often she dated in a way that wasn't productive because she wasn't accessing her feminine side and she was kind of more in control in the dates and um and it wasn't going anywhere. So uh, thank God she got my number and I started working with her and, um, and she was dating. And one of the first things that I told her was, okay, we're going to talk about being a warm receiver. We're going to talk about taking that step back and letting him, whoever he is, um, really take you out and really um, you being feminine in this relationship. Uh, so she went out with a couple of guys that weren't the right ones, but She did meet her husband recently. She's engaged now. And and it's so exciting. And what happened was I had to kind of like um, hold her back, you know, like you are super capable, but that doesn't mean that he's any less. And we also want him to you know, be able to take care of you. So it was fascinating. It came out in the process that uh, this guy said to her, you know, maybe you should plan the next date. And because I had talked to her so much about letting him take care of her, she said, no, I don't want to plan the next date. I want you to be taking me out and I want you to run it. And she loved it. That's the whole crazy thing that sometimes you think if somebody is so independent and so successful, they don't, they won't enjoy being feminine and they won't enjoy being, you know, taken care of in that way in the dating process. And it's not true, <laughs> they love it. You just have to let themselves be like that. Um, and thank God it, she was able to develop a relationship with this guy to the point where now they got engaged and it's great, they're getting married in a few months. So, you know, I think it's it's it just needs to be reminded. We need to know that this is who we are deep inside. And we are so, um, we have so much feminine depth to us and so many feminine strengths, but in the world we live in, we kind of either forget or we get messages that though, that don't go there, you know, like you don't want to show the world that you have these things because you just want to be neutral. But but that's not that's not how Hashem made us. And we want to be like that because it actually makes us really happy.
0: Wow. It's so I mean, I love it. I love this whole conversation about women who really, you know, we don't have to be like men. We're women. We're not men, you know, and we have our own wonderful feminine gifts and we can be strong, we can be intelligent and we can be capable. But we could also be receivers. We could also let other people take care of us. And it doesn't mean that we're weak. It actually means that we're strong. We're strong, feminine women. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Rebbitz and Mimi, for taking the time to join us on America's Top Rabbitsons. We really, really appreciate you being here. And we hope that today's learning will be for Rafua Shalema, for Rachel Batziona Tehila. If anyone has any questions or comments about the podcast, please email us at atrebbitzins at gmail.com. That's A-T-R-E-B-B-E-T-Z-I-N-S at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.